Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. But a Fair warning, listeners, because of weather and other hardware-related issues, we had to record the show at my home instead of in the studio, and we had some audio problems, as you will immediately find out. We apologize for the quality of the show, and we hope to make it better for you next time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Today, we're going to talk about some unpopular opinions. Uh, this is a Joel uh, topic. I don't mind giving credit where credit's due. Joel came up with this idea. <laughs> But before we jump into the topics, I want to do a couple of preludes to it. The first of which is, yes, the background is different. It's because we are embroiled in a little bit of a nor'easter here in Jersey right now. In fact, we could even lose power, for all I know. Um, hopefully mm. not, but here we are, and that's the world we live in. Now, my studio is uh, only a few minutes away from my house, but I want you to get an idea as to what we're looking at here, and that is... Uh, this, nope, not that one, this image of my front yard, which, uh, as you can see, is uh, is getting worse by the minute. Apparently, we're getting just constantly dumped on. We just went through a storm. Now we're here. Woof. Anyway, yes. so that's why I'm not in the studio right now and why we're doing this from home. Kind of an old-school classic episode mm. of Elseworlds where we're back in my chair where I do my editing. Um, bring, bring it back, back to the, the basics. basics. And finally, I also want to mention that because this is an unpopular opinion episode, you are going to be triggered, or at least you're <laughs> going to be tempted to be triggered, and I want you to resist the urge. I'm going to do it myself, because uh, I'm definitely going to hear some shit. I'm going to say some shit that people are not going to yeah. like. And, Absolutely. Uh, so I want everybody in the chat to be respectful and remember that this is... We are poking the hornet's nest deliberately, and as such, we can then put on a beekeeper's uniform and protect ourselves from getting stung. It's, so please, it, 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 it's, it's all, all fun and games, folks. folks. And again, yeah, this, these are our personal thoughts. Yeah, not saying you're wrong if you think differently. We're just saying exactly. And uh, we're we're sharing these opinions to make for a fun conversation in an episode dedicated to unpopular opinions. So please, because we trust you as a fan base, and we think you're mature enough to handle these. Yeah, exactly. So keep it together. Uh, at the very least in the live chat, if not in the comments. I have no control over the comments <laughs> after the fact. People yell at us in the comments, like the show is live, like months uh, after the episode, where they're like, uh, morons! And, then, and I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're yelling into the void, man. The, chef, the episode's over. It's already been shot. Like, that is one of my favorite things, when someone, someone finds an episode, episode from months ago, ago to complain. complain. Yeah. I like uh, it's very it's very rare, but sometimes they'll take it to Twitter where they're like, "You're an asshole," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I released a video about how great Superman is. I don't understand." And they're like, "No, because you said something to Joel six months ago about this thing, oh. and I just discovered." I'm like, "Oh, good. I'm glad to know that search algorithm is working out." Thanks for watching. See you next week. Yeah. 
thanks for helping pay my rent. So yeah, we're going to talk about some unpopular opinions, particularly in nerds, but in nerd culture and uh, and of course in comics as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, we're also going to we're going to touch upon a couple of things. We're going to touch on yeah. a couple of real life unpopular opinions, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I tried, tried to make a nice mixture here of, like, nerd and genre unpopular opinions, and then just life stuff as well. Right. Let me, let, let me, uh, let me toss out just a quick... I don't want to I don't plan for this to be a long conversation, which is why I'm just tossing it out there, but a, a quickie in terms of life unpopular opinions. I you think do. that you outgrow fast food to some degree. I think yeah. that after a certain point in your life, you just go... I can't, and I won't have that. Even if I could handle that food, I don't think I want to. Yeah, I don't think I'm not quite there yet, but I think as my as I get older, my palate gets more refined, and I'm like, well, I could go to McDonald's, I could go to Wendy's, or, you know, I could save up and go to, like, a nice diner and get, like, you know, a roast meat sandwich or something like that. And, and, and there's, there's a couple of exceptions to the rule, obviously. Uh, you know, like White Castle, for example, is very rare and hard to get. That's a little bit of, like, a, of a nostalgia trip. It's less. Never uh, had it myself. Always wanted to. Oh man! Well, you were missing out. But even then, if you're missing out on White Castle and you're in New Jersey, screw White Castle. Go up to Hackensack. Hit up the White Mana Burger, the first technical White Castle type business. And actually, there's two White Manas, both spelling spelling Mana differently, where they're <laughs> really small. You can barely fit in there. It was built in the for the uh, for the World's Fair. And uh, they debuted the square burgers with the onions, and you can only get onions on it, or uh, that's it. You can have onions, and if you don't like onions, you don't want white mana. But uh, yeah, you're gonna have to. But you gotta try that shit out because it is so good. Um, Sounds but, good. But yeah, but it's it, it it harkens back to the White Castle motif. Um, but that being said, you know, like I remember uh, not too long ago, I was working, and I was like, oh shit, it's two o'clock, and I haven't had lunch, and I knew that I could get. McDonald's, and it would take 10 seconds. In fact, I, uh, I in fact, went to McDonald's to get that amazing and coveted Szechuan sauce. Ooh. That is uh, Rick Sanchez's one-armed man. And they you, did hook you me up. lucky SOB. They're not going to have that in Canada. No, and I did manage to get it. If you check our Instagram, instagram.com slash compopofficial, I did tweet out a picture of it for, you know, obvious reasons. But, uh, the, uh, but they, they were like, you can't just have it. You have to buy something. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I'll get nuggets. And so I bought, like, the $1 menu uh, mm. nugget order, and then I just threw them in the garbage. <laughs> See, this is this is why we got to hang out more, Sal, so you can just be like, Joel, be a pal, eat my nuggets. Eat these nuggets. Uh, well, here's the thing. Tiffany would have had the nuggets, too, because, like, who doesn't want McDonald's nuggets? But I was like, even if you I don't can't. think you want them, you want them. You really do, um, even though they're very different from the way they used to be. But the point is, like, I've gone hungry. I've been like, ah, I guess I'll wait for dinner, rather than go through the convenience of being like, I could have a Whopper. And it'd be like three bucks, but yes. no, uh, no, I can't do that anymore. I'm in a different headspace. There, there is a Burger King in my mall that I walk to. It's in walking distance, which is nice. And there is, it's the only Burger King in town. And I often say, oh, you know, I will, I will treat myself to a Whopper or some of those chicken fries. But then I'm like, no, no, I will go to the mom and pop coffee shop next door, get a fresh handmade sandwich, and feel better about myself. That's as right. Well too. Yeah. If you have the, I, and I, I believe. It's like the old iTunes model. If it only costs a dollar, or if you have the option, people will choose the better option. Yes. Uh, Jack Ingram in the Super Chat says, I feel your pain with the snow in Scotland. We were just mm. last week hit hard by the beast from East Siberian snow. Here's an opinion. Yes. Uh, here's my opinion. Fuck Deadpool. Dude, I was right up there with you. 
Same, um, for, for years. years. For years, I could not stand Deadpool. I didn't get him. Uh, I was there when Deadpool showed up, and I'm like, he's just Spider-Man with swords. Pass. And, he's a uh, meme factory. There's nothing really deeper, meaningful about him. So to give all the credit in the world, Jerry Duggan turned me around on him in a huge way. Mm-hmm. It took a long time for me to actually get into and understand Deadpool. And even then, I got it. And I there there are some Deadpool versions I like. But by and large, as far as Deadpool going, like I don't own a Deadpool jacket. I don't have a Deadpool yeah. statue. I do have a Deadpool statue, but it was a gift from the amazing, amazing population. Um, but I, I, I have a Deadpool hat and some Deadpool shirts that were gifted to me. But you also read Duggan's book, so you get I do. It. Um, but me, I'm like, if I liked, if I was like, I'm all Deadpool, baby, uh, you know, I liked the movie a lot. It, but it is the I'm only Deadpool, Deadpool book I read, though. I will, I will stress that I have a very uh, low-hanging ceiling for Deadpool. I can take one book every so often. I don't read the verses. I don't read anything else. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, even then, like, even when uh, I was reading Joe Kelly's Spider-Man, ba- uh, Spider-Man Deadpool book, like, that was really solid, and it kind of fell away. Like, I really couldn't stay into it very long. Uh, Andrew Colliver says, have a nice cold one on me. Thank you very much, hey. dude. I appreciate it, Gavin. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so, yeah, as far as unpopular opinions, we've already covered fast food and Deadpool. Joel, hit us with another one. What do you got? All right. Uh, here's the basically the impetus for why I put this together, because you and I have been trying to think of reasons to talk about this movie on the show mm-hmm. and why we think it's great. I think Death to Smoochie is an amazing movie and very underrated. Death to Smoochie is one of the best comedies of the of the, of the the 21st century. Um yes. Yeah, it's so great, and it's so clever and well-written and beautifully shot. It has a really, really, like, dynamic and pop culture, like, version color palette. Mm. Uh, it's got some amazing performances in it. I, uh, it's got a good, it's like a big, long, clever, musical Seinfeld episode. It really, really is. Great cast. Uh, people forget that. That's DeVito. DeVito there showing his directing muscle. I uh, mailed him a poster of Death Smoochie asking him to sign it. I That was about three years ago. I'm still waiting to get that back. Um, <laughs> I suppose like he's quite nice if you met him on the street in New York. He would well, just sign it for you. I, I, yeah, that would require me to A, be in the streets of New York, B, carry a Death of Smoochie poster with me at all times, and C, <laughs> uh, actually look down long enough to actually catch the motherfucker. Uh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Exactly. But Death to Smoochie is a movie that has... I've actually I actually heard about that movie, I want to say, a good five years before it came out, because if you're a fan of Henry Rollins, Henry Rollins did a spoken word like comedy special, and in one yeah. of them he describes auditioning for that movie, and he sings its praises then! Uh, and it's great. Uh, so we talking, talking about how brilliant it is before it would be torn apart by critics, and I blame the poor critical reception on that movie for the very, very misleading uh, media and commercial campaign it had, because they sold it as like, oh, what a wacky comedy with this, you know, like, what's, what's the downside, dark side of this, you know, felt-covered uh, Barbie performer, then you watch the movie, it's like, oh, this, this, this is, is like a dark, serious dramedy with aspects of comedy in it. Exactly. Now, it's I'm not, not wacky schmacky do at all. No, it's like the cable guy. And I think it has a lot to do with Edward Norton and Robert Williams being in it. People yes. are like, I wanted to be, I wanted to be like hitting, like slapping my sides and laughing my ass off, which I did pretty much from start to finish. Um, I, I think that making fun of Nazis is amazing. I think that, yes. 
you know, there's a lot of, like I said, amazing wordplay, and of course Robin Williams gets the swing for the fences, and it's it's just gold. Be, just be a, a comedy, comedy tour de force there. Uh, John Stewart in one of his very few movie roles, playing John Stewart. He even references being in it, I think, in uh, I think at the Oscars the, the, that year. Yes, um, he did. Indigo Ryan offers this up unpopular opinion, says, Every movie in the Dark Knight trilogy is bad. That is an unpopular opinion. But I will dovetail off of that a little bit and say that I think that the Dark Knight trilogy as a whole hurt the DCEU and everyone's interpretation of the DC property because oh, yes. it made everybody think that if it's DC, it's gotta be dark. This, this is, is how you have, have to do it. It, it was literally sabotaged by its own success is what it was. It did so good, it changed all the rules, especially begins in Dark Knight to the point where it's like, okay, you've, now, you've broken the mold and we can't put the mold back together now. Furthermore, I'll even go a little step further with the Dark Knight movies. I think that Dark, that I think all three of those movies are written kind of bad. I think that, that there's really, really clumsy dialogue, and yeah. I think like there's a lot of really weird cut corners in that. In, particularly, and I've seen it the most. I think it's Dark Knight, the one everybody likes the most, the one that won the yeah. Oscar, that one that easily has one of my favorite Joker versions in it. Yeah. I just, I really, really feel like Eric Roberts and Michael Jai White make that movie look like Amateur Hour. <laughs> I think that the dialogue is really clumsy and weird and flimsy. I think that like the there's a lot of like leaps in logic that people take for no reason, and people need to act like non-humans in order for the plot to advance. Well, I, mean, I just that's a lot of Nolan movies, movies in general. general. Exactly, but uh, but that being said, it looks great. I love the Joker it in it. Uh, it, it. It it treats the like Batman with dignity. He's yes. I think there's more Batman in that than in any of them. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff, and I love Michael J. White, and he is he is a national treasure. He really uh, is. But it's also like. He's he's the one he's he and Eric Roberts are the one are the two actors in that's in those scenes that are like what also the also the Russians a little meh um, it's weird oh, yeah, yeah. also the the whole Carmine Falcone Falcone thing make me crazy oh um, yeah everybody yeah, says yeah, Falcone yeah. everybody from all different regions and all different walks of life they all pronounce an e at the end of an Italian name with mm. a, with a hard e no it's just they yeah. don't. Um, just really quick, I'll let Joel talk in just a second, right after William Schaefer gets his due. Unpopular opinion, Marvel tests characters on Disney XD. I don't think that's unpopular. I think they definitely do that. No, that's, that, that, that's, that's 100%, 100 true. true. Yes, yes, they, they do. do. Retro helps us out with, with a super chat. Thank you very much, Retro. And Will I Am Golden says, unpopular opinion, Peter Parker should retire. Uh, I think that we will get into Peter Parker hopefully soon. If we don't, I will say this. I see where you're coming from, particularly in a post-Miles Morales in the 616 or Marvel Prime yes. universe. Um, where there is no Spider-Man, you must have Peter Parker, unless there's a Miles Morales. That's, I think, they, the, I think that's your rule. They, they proved it can work. I would definitely have liked to have seen a world where they felt comfortable enough to have Peter Parker take on more of a mentor role, more of a teacher role, and be like, okay, I'm going to train you, Miles, and I'm going to, you know, maybe go back to teaching or something like that. Right? Maybe I'll go Batman Beyond with it, and I'll be the exactly. old crotchety guy in the seat. Uh, Silvery Cricket, also unpopular opinion, Professor X is pointless now, and he should stay dead. Uh, I think that he has definitely done... I think uh, I'll quote... I'll paraphrase Batman. The last time he inspired anyone was when he died. Um, so, yeah. I think... I think I, I, That's not terribly unpopular. I think that, you know, nobody, by and large, has been like, Where, when are you going to justice for Professor X? Like, no. He's, 
He's been gone this long, and we really haven't felt much of, like, a hole in the universe. It's it's funny, too. Isn't he back already? Isn't he back in, like, the body of Phantom X or some shit? I believe he is. And it's like, but still, there's no, I don't think there's, like, a physical Professor X man standing there waiting. Although, I, I maybe maybe he is. I have not caught up on my X-Men yet. But, uh, Neither have I. And I, I probably won't until they undoubtedly reboot it again once they get the rights back. Big time. So, there you go. Uh, Joel, take it away. What you got? What other, what other uh, truth bombs are you going to drop on us? What, what, what else do I have? Oh, hey, this is actually pretty timely. Probably the only time I can talk about this because it has the new Netflix live-action one. Uh, I think uh, original series Full Metal Alchemist is better than Brotherhood. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't argue with that. I, I know Brotherhood is closer to the manga, and they don't make up the ending like the original one did, but I thought as an adaptation, the original worked really well. For, uh, for television, and I think sometimes you do have to change some stuff, and I think they changed the right things. Absolutely. You can't just take what was and then give it to the new adapters and say, do this exactly. I was just thinking about that the other day when I was remem remembering that Mark Stephen Johnson's pitch to HBO for a preacher show was just, episode one is issue one, episode two is issue two, episode three is issue three. Because I was like, oh, you got to fill in the gaps, though. Because, like, it, 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 every, it's not a page a minute. You know, it's, and Preacher itself wouldn't have been 15-minute shows. Mm -hmm. So you need to fill it in. And Ennis didn't want to go that literal with it. So it's not like you would have had Ennis filling in the gaps. And even then, it's Ennis 20 years removed from the material. So it's, like, it's already getting dicey. So no matter what, you, you don't have a pure product. The pure product is the thing that came before. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that every time you, in, you do an adaptation or an interpretation, it's got to make changes and take liberties. Otherwise, what's the point? You, know, you want to see the same thing you saw there over there in another form? No, there's, some, there's a reason you got to go see something. Or there, there's a reason to make it. You need to have a reason to make it. Yeah. Uh, Jam, uh, Jam Call X says the only way they can redeem Carol Danvers is if she opens up that string of bad authoritarian actions and Un is unresolved PTSD caused by Avengers 200. So mm. basically saying, like, your unpopular opinion is that she should blame her bad decision-making on giving birth to her boyfriend. Yeah. Fair that, I guess, that is definitely unpopular, and I do, uh, I, like, I don't know how they're going to fix Carol Danvers, but that's another topic for another conversation. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a real thing. thing. We'll have to hurry about, about it, too, too what was the, the new, new movie coming. coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heartless Fang says, just wanted to throw some money your way. Thank you, Heartless Fang. Hey, no, yeah. Nothing heartless about that, dude. Uh, and Chris TV says, unpopular opinion, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best comic book TV show on right now. Yeah, that's unpopular. Yeah, I kind, really of, solid. I kind of agree with you. Um, I don't know if I agree it's the, it's the only one, because, like, I haven't watched uh, Black Lightning yet, so it's I don't know. Good. But uh, I prefer the format of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to, like, The Flash, let's say. Mm. Um, and uh, Joshua Parker says Laura Kinney oh, I lost it is oh. a better Wolverine than Logan I definitely say she's a welcome change she I really is she's had, had a very good I haven't missed Logan here as much because she's no, been doing such, such a good, good job, job holding it down I'm actually kind of worried about the future of her now that Logan's back same uh, super comic fanboy 616 Joel Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is better than the original now don't, don't say things, things you can't take back, back now, now. <laughs> Fred Bushi, spunk, uh, punk ska is better than pop punk. Yes, I agree. I will actually agree on that. I, I actually have a music one later down on mine, too. Nice, nice. I gotta tell you, man, as far as... I, I'll, we'll get to music in a minute, but 
I used to like Ska until I went to high school with too many of them. Yeah. And I mean, it people, was over. People know my love of Ska. I had a Ska ringtone for the longest time. You've heard that when my phone goes off when we're recording. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Mattias Mendoza, 2003's Daredevil is my guilty pleasure. Farrell made me laugh, and Evanescence was one of my favorite bands. Bam. Let me tell you, I took my then-girlfriend at the time on Valentine's Day to see Daredevil, and I also wow. rocked Evanescence. <laughs> the, I, I will say the extended cut is of the 2003 Daredevil is very close to almost being a good movie because they put in, like, actual Daredevil doing legal stuff, which is so intrinsically important to the character, I can't believe they cut it out. And the legal stuff ties in with the overall plot, which is important. Yeah. And it's about Daredevil, like, looking out for the little guy, because Coolio, I think, plays the little guy yes, that, like, needs to be protected. Coolio. What a good idea. Yeah, it is It is a waste, but it's. I don't blame you for it being fun. And I made bullseye jokes forever. In fact, I'm, I look like him right now. <laughs> ah, bullseye. I didn't... I, I actually invented a thing I always thought he did, but does, but never does in the movie, and it's where he... Like, I, I, always, I always remembered him, and maybe it's a Mandela effect, but, like, I always remembered him licking the tip of his finger... And then tapping that stupid uh, bullseye on his forehead, oh. but he doesn't do that. He just points to it. But I'll always, I, I'll always take it a step further because Colin Farrell is chewing scenery in that movie. His, his introductory <laughs> scene still makes me laugh. They're playing House of Pain, Top of the Morning. Do you get it? Because he's Irish. Because he's Irish, you see. Like, yeah, he's also in a pub and he's throwing darts. You see. Uh, I don't Jack, know if you got it. No. Jack Ingram, 90s is actually an amazing decade for comics, had fantastic books, was a lot more positive than people give it credit for. I agree with that. It was, it was an amazing decade. Stuff, but it people was, do remember the bad stuff. Well, I, was, I just retweeted a picture the other day of uh, Lobo Cop, mm. where it's a Lobo Robocop crossover. And I'm like, that was the decade where dreams came true, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you, Ethan Van Skyver's Cyber Frog was a comic book people purchased. Not just him making photocopies at the Staples and giving them to people in, uh, you know, in rallies and whatever. He's He was selling this comic. I saw ads for that in Wizard magazines. Dreams came true. Everything was, a, was allowed in the 90s. So while, it's yes, true. there's a lot of shit... There's also an, a, an equal proportion amount of good stuff. Sandman came out of the 90s. Come on. It was, uh, it was, it was a, a wild west. west. It, it was, was a gold rush. rush. It was, it was a boom, boom period. period. Exactly. Uh, we're going to get through a couple more of these, uh, and then we'll get back to it. Shadow 6743, X-Men should exist in their own universe. That is getting more popular by the day, although I and do they, disagree. They basically have up until now. They've been so cut off in the last five, seven years. Right, they unless well you want... in their own universe. Exactly. Unless you want them to, like, remind you that Captain America's a dick. Like, that's the only time when they actually do anything. Uh, yeah. Dennis Smith, I actually really dug Avengers X-Men Access, even though it's crappy. I think it was designed for you to like it, even though it was... It's a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, I, I remember liking Axis. It's been a bit since I've read it. I remember I think I was one of the few people online saying positive things about it. Like, hey, this is a fun summer blockbuster, yeah. isn't it? I loathed it. Uh, uh, Carnage, Carnage had, had some, some fun stuff, stuff and I, I never, never thought, thought I would say Carnage was the best part of a thing. Yes, I agree. And I thought uh, they 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 had me with Red Onslaught until they didn't, until they lost me. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, finally, they Red Onslaught so early on, they build up to it, then they throw him away. You got no, you got it. That's the last thing you do. Just just think, just just use your Marvel versus Capcom logic. You don't <laughs> open with Onslaught. <laughs> Gotta fight you your way up to you it. You fight to Onslaught. 
and Satan loves me, that God is annoying and he needs to stop. Well, I don't disagree with you there, but uh, it doesn't look like that's stopping anytime soon. No, sir. Even even Tom King, who, as I've joked before, has all been about undercutting Batman and saying why he secretly sucks, is falling into a little bat godiness right now in his well, current run. I think uh, we might be actually in a world where there's more cat god than bat god. Oh, oh so, so much cat god this week. I, I, just I just finished recording my review before we started. Oh, nice. Let me tell you a really quick unpopular opinion. Uh, I thought Tom King had, was a horrible pick for Batman when I read I Am Gotham. I'm happy to see that people are starting to finally like come around. Oh, but wow. it, it took like eight volumes for people to be like, hold us, wait a minute. I don't think he likes Batman. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, there's still people who will defend it and love what he's doing. And listen, more power to you. I just think that he doesn't... I, I think he does better with the smaller characters. Indeed. And I think he doesn't quite know what to do with the other... With the Especially other. characters, too, that, that people don't, don't know as backward and forward as Batman. That's the other thing, yeah. Like, like I mean, I'm no vision expert. I'm no Mr. Miracle expert. So, like, I'm willing to forgive and accept way more stuff. It's true. I think people, like... The, the, the hardcore Mr. Miracle fans are just so happy to have a Mr. Miracle book. That even if it does violate like his continuity or, or or character motivations, it's so critically acclaimed. It's such a beautiful book that uh, we'll all just go on board. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. What's another one? Uh, okay. What else? We're getting so many good super chats right now. I, I know. I know. I got two more, but I'm going to save them. I haven't heard your voice in a while, so I'm going to let you take. Uh, okay. Them. Here's one. And again, this this is a nerd one, but it's also a general life one too. Mm -hmm. Being a nerd slash geek does not automatically make you smart. No, you see living proof of it right here. I'll dovetail off that. Having glasses does not make you intelligent. Uh, but it might fool people into thinking. My classmates all thought so, and they would copy off of me and then do worse on their tests, and I'm like, I'm dumb. It happens to me all the time. Too. I'm dumb and like I can't math. see. I'm like, I, I don't know math. I might be able to write you a story about math, and yes. you'll have character development and, you know, peaks and valleys, but I can't add or subtract. Right? Yeah, and that was literally me, too. Like, yes, I may look like Rick Moranis, but I am not, uh, <laughs> a, you know, an ace accountant or uh, Mr. Zelinsky from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's just not going to happen for you. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, being a nerd or a geek does not make you smart at all. <laughs> it does make you, like, and... I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. Being a fan of something does not make you the guardian of it. Absolutely. I think that's something that too many people need to learn. Uh, Christian Pereira thinks, double unpopular opinion, DC Rebirth have books that suck, and most Marvel comics are actually good. A lot of the Marvel comics are really good. They're getting un I think a lot of the times they get unfairly piled on when it's like, look, they're doing stuff like Thor and Daredevil and Defenders and all this Captain other stuff. Captain America, there's a lot of good books. Black Bolt. I, I just the thing is, I don't think people are reading the really good Marvel books that are out there because, as we've said before, they're not the AAA books. They're the AA books. They're the niche books. The good stuff is harder to find. Where DC, it's like, okay, what do you want to read? Well, Batman and Superman. Well, here you go. They're all great right now. Exactly. Well, and it's and the thing is that the problems aren't that we have a, that we don't like everything Marvel's come putting out. It's that Marvel's making really boneheaded decisions as a company and as a publishing yeah. house. And if it's it's like rewarding good behavior but you know despite the really glaring problems like they need to fix their house and just because like they're making good pies doesn't mean the house isn't still gonna fall down like mm -hmm. and telling them they're doing a good job is not going to make them learn a lesson in fact it might even just oh, yeah. make them more brazen to keep doing what they're doing um but i, I don't blame you 
And I'll say this right too about DC Rebirth, as we get closer to all these big numbers and all these teams changing around, a lot of books that I love have gone really downhill. I stopped reading Nightwing because I do not like this new Sam Humphreys run at all. Green Arrow, my favorite hero, is limping to the finish line this week after some really lackluster stories. Superman and Action Comics have both had some really bad like filler arcs. To it's get to big the time, 1000s. big time filler. No, I, I have been worried about this ever since DC started to become like the number one fan favorite publisher out there. I was like, don't rest on your, your loyals there, DC. You're not, you know, you're you're not hitting home runs. You're just you're just consistently getting everybody on base. Oh, and yeah. with the tanking uh, quality of Batman, with uh, with Superman getting boring again, and with the other books like just kind of coasting, it it, it is it is not looking good. You, you haven't, haven't had, had a readable Justice League since, since the beginning. beginning. It's inexcusable. So Very yeah, I mean, so. it is un it is an unpopular outward opinion, but I think it's becoming more true as we go. Yeah. Retro says, I love Spider-Man, but the problem with Homecoming was that Peter Parker was spoiled by Tony Stark. It took away from his character. That is an unpopular opinion, but I do see where that's coming from. And I like seeing Tony Stark, but I do like a Spider-Man that needed to start at the bottom yeah. and work his way to Iron Man. It's also a real, like, we really need to show, no, 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 this is the Spider-Man that's connected to the Avengers. This is the Spider-Man who will hang out with the people you like. That's why I was almost expecting to see like Tony Stark and and Captain America in there and see like kind of like a mini civil war where Spider-Man backs Iron Man and then eventually is like you know this dude is so disconnected from the from my world Cap is the one who really has it has has the right idea this guy who knows me and is from my area I like, I like that, that pitch, pitch of, like, my two dads, but with Iron Man and Captain America. Hey, come, out, uh, you'll come hang out with me. I'll let you eat pizza and stay up till 10, Peter. Exactly. <laughs> I'll buy you a car. I'm Iron Man. Yeah. Brian Cahoon is in my camp. Korra is the worst Avatar, and Flash keeps getting worse every season. I don't know about Flash, because I'm not watching it, but uh, Korra is the absolute worst Avatar that has ever lived. She killed all the other Avatars. She's the worst. Ah, they fixed that eventually, didn't they? It's been so long since I've seen Legend. I remember defending Korra because I like Janet Varney so much. Here's the thing: if 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 like it's whenever people tell me like you can't judge a book by the first issue, you gotta read six or seven more issues before you yeah. can. Whoa, whoa, you can't judge that show by the first whole season. You gotta watch the first two or three seasons, then it gets good. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That pie isn't rotten. You gotta eat at least three or four more slices before you get to the good stuff. Like, what the fuck? What? How much shit do I have to slog through before I can finally admit that I don't like something? Yeah, the, the, the core, core conversation, conversation is one for another day, but I, I, yes. I will talk about the Flash there for a second. Yeah, please. Flash hit so many high notes in season one is that it was really hard for season two and three to compare. Two was better. The Savitar stuff really blew in season three. They're doing they're doing better now because they finally learned, oh, we don't have to have a super speedster be the villain every season. Yeah, why would you? Like, in fact, most of his villains are not. Flash has gotten better in this season. I think they have, uh, what is it, a better direction of where they want to go. What's unfortunate, though, is that while Barry's continually having stuff to do, the supporting cast has really lost its way and lost stuff to do, especially Iris. Oh, my God, Iris. Oh, that actress sucks. I feel so bad for her because it's like it's one of those instances of like, ooh, ooh, the chase was so much better than the catch, was it, when you two were pining for each other but couldn't be together. Now you're together and you don't do anything anymore. Cool. Uh, JoJo talks too much. Where's my Alpha Flight book? 
A. Tell me about it. I agree. I might have to write it. Yeah. Uh, Tarzan of the Desert. Joel, I also like tracksuits. That is an unpopular hey. opinion. Joe D. Comic Pop Forever. I hope that's not an unpopular opinion, but it certainly feels that way sometimes. Uh, but thank you very much, Joe D. You're a fan. Uh, John Kunha says, unpopular opinion. The MCU has some strong and memorable scores. They just need to work on their thematic continuity across all the films and not undermix their music. I agree. They need to go full hog with music. Mm. Uh, they need to have like a like a unified composer who just like belts out those scores. Cause like, listen, when I went on record and saying that Black Panther doesn't have a solid theme, I got a million people telling me that like Wakanda, like give me the Wakanda theme, which is a great theme. That's not Black Panther's theme, but it's still a solid theme. But let me tell you, I kind of lost it. Like I didn't really hear it when I was watching that movie. I didn't really notice like that theme. And you got if you have a superhero, you need to have a solid theme. And I like the idea yeah. of unity throughout. Um, Will I am Golden, super unpopular opinion. Death Note am anime is not that good and tries too hard to be smart. I didn't watch Death Note, so I have no idea. Uh, I did. I, I would say, say when most people saw it at 13, it was probably very smart for them because they weren't used to seeing uh, a show tackle the ideas and stuff that they were doing. It was also like very much going to that Sherlock kind of place where it's like, okay, here's a character who is smarter than everyone else in the room at all times, and here's the meticulous steps that he takes. Yeah, that's uh, that only works if you're going with Sherlock kind of stories. Which, Which it, it kind of was, was because, because the only difference, difference was that the main guy you're following was less Sherlock and more Moriarty was the thing. Yeah. Cameron Holland, comic events have too many heroes and no time to develop them. Axis should have been its own should have had should have been its on its own run, like superior. Um, I get you on that. And I also agree there are too many heroes. Like every it feels like every event is Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, Monster Unleashed actually manages to juggle all the heroes all at one time, like, in a fun way. Um, and I think No Surrender is doing a good job, too, but they had to get rid of half of them <laughs> in order to make it happen. Uh, true. Kevin Little, the No Man's Land scene as the, was the only part of Wonder Woman that deserved the hype. Okay, beginning, great middle, crappy ending. Uh, the ending is the weakest part of it. I mean, that much I will agree with. Yeah. yeah. But, but man, man, that No Man's Land scene was so good. <laughs> so good. But you know what's great? Like, the whole movie is consistently good, so the No Man's Land scene doesn't feel like they got, like, a ghost director to do it. Like, uh... they just... No, like, it's all... Like, it leads up to the No Man's Land scene. It's almost like maybe the whole movie should have been leading up to that moment. I guess so, because it's like, ooh, that was such a height, you can only go down from here. Uh, Indigo Ryan, Batman vs. Superman is worse than Justice League. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, yeah undeniably. undeniably. Super Comic Fanboy 616, Jerry Seinfeld should be cast as the DCEU dark side. That is an unpopular opinion. What's the deal with this with this planet? I, I, I like we were both drawn for that joke yeah. at the same time you got there. What's the deal? I don't know. What was your what's the deal? I don't even know. What is the deal with these female furies? <laughs> And that about wraps it up here at the Elseworlds Exchange. I want to thank you all for listening, and of course we apologize for the audio difficulties and of course the abrupt ending of this show due entirely to power outages and weather-related problems. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal, and that was Joel. Bye-bye. <laughs>